Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Cheating ex-wife taunts that no one will love me, her face when I announce my marriage to her sister. Story 1. I'm 35 and male, and I'm going through a tough time, guys. Hence deciding to come here and open up my heart to you. I'm going through a divorce with my wife, Laura. We've been married for six years. Six long years. After more than half a decade of being together, I got to know that she was cheating on me with all my friends. Gosh, I wanted to punch myself to believe that she was a social person and, well, just got good with my friends, huh? Little did I know that she was gluing on something else. I'm in a deep rage and sorrow as I write this. So please excuse me if I just rant over my miserable life. Laura and I have been married for six years and we were a happy couple. At least that's what I thought. I loved her dearly with all my heart. And soul, after all, she was the most wonderful woman I've ever met. Laura and I met at guitar class. She was one of those girls who got the paramount male attention because of her beauty. Needless to say, I too was also one of her admirers, but an introvert. Hence I never had the guts to ask her out. If it was not for Laura, who by the way made the first move in approaching me, I would have a different fate today. I was good at playing the guitar, and she was a newbie at the music house. I still remember that day vividly when Laura first approached me. I was busy practicing my new notes when somebody taps me from behind, saying, Hey, John, it's Laura. She needed some help with her music lessons, and she approached me for help. Well, that was the beginning of a two-year relationship and six years of marriage. We both were working individuals during our courtship period, but after marriage, Laura decided to quit her job and wanted to pursue a music career. I worked for a corporate office, so I did not see any financial challenges in Laura's decision. My salary was well off to manage a lifestyle for two. Hardly did I realize an I was her ATM. Laura had expensive clothing and taste of perfume and whatnot. I obliged all her demands as a good husband. As I mentioned earlier, Laura is a social and extroverted person. She makes friends very quickly, whereas it's difficult for me to make friends easily. To be honest, I adore her for her friendliness, for being able to bond so well with all my friends while I was still struggling to be able to get comfortable with hers. I would have never found out the truth or even doubted her if I did not see those filthy conversations of her with my friends. A month ago, my laptop crashed unexpectedly while I was in the middle of something important, hence I reached out to Laura's laptop just to finish my task. Laura was not home at the time, and her laptop was locked. So I called her to get the password, but she did not respond. She went shopping with her friends, well, that's what she told me. So I tried different combinations of alphabets and numbers to unlock her laptop. After trying several combinations using our anniversary date, my and her name together, I was finally able to unlock the laptop using her birth date. Of course, she loves herself that much. When I logged into the laptop, the browsers were open, but I did not bother to check any of the minimize windows. I just focused on my task. While I was busy doing my work, I could see several notifications popping up in one of the tabs. It was WhatsApp. She was logged into her WhatsApp through her laptop and left it open. After completing my work, when I was about to shut down the laptop, something inside me told me to click on it. Go ahead, click on that WhatsApp tab, which was in the minimized state until now. For a moment, I felt creepy for looking at my wife's WhatsApp conversation while I was still deciding on taking a peek at her messages. I saw notifications flooding in as if she was having a conversation with someone. 
Well, this got me curious, because she was not answering my phone. And on the other hand, she was active on WhatsApp and chatting with someone, so I clicked on the WhatsApp tab hesitantly. At that moment, I experienced a gut-wrenching revelation as I stumbled upon the messages unraveling my world. I was right. As I clicked on the WhatsApp screen, I saw that she was online and was chatting with somebody. With the initial conversations, it seemed that she had just left the place of the person she was talking to, and they're already missing each other, huh? So, I clicked on the profile picture, and I was shocked to my core. It was my friend Tony. I just shook my head in disbelief. What? Laura is cheating on me with Tony. I scrolled further to see the intensity and darkness of the dull life that Laura was leading. I found myself drowning in my wife's flirtatious exchanges with her affair partner, leaving me grappling with a profound sense of betrayal and shattered trust. I was partially correct. Laura was cheating on me, but not only with Tony. She has flings and one-night stands with many of my friends. I was shivering with anger and disbelief. How could I not know? I went into autopilot mode and quickly printed out all the chat combos that she had with her lovers. I didn't know how to confront her regarding this. In my last six years of marriage, I barely had a tiff with her. She was just so adorable that I never said no to anything. She was right in calling me a puppet in one of the conversations with an affair partner. My world revolved around her, which crumbled into pieces after seeing those explicit chats and compromising pictures. So I tracked her WhatsApp messages and got to know that after leaving her lover's house, she pinged her girlfriend to go shopping. I wanted to run away and bury myself and never see her face again, but a part of me wanted to know the truth. So, why the hell she cheated on me, despite everything I've done for her? I was raging with anger. My head was heavy and I could feel the grief traveling to my guts. As soon as she reached home, I threw the printouts of the conversation at her face. I could not find any better way of confronting her. Well, she was frozen for a moment, seeing herself getting exposed. If it was some other person, she would have remorse for her mistakes and would have pleaded for mercy and forgiveness, but this is Laura. She's an entitled woman who thinks that she owns the world. Instead of being guilty of her mistakes, she just turned into her head. She said, how dare you log into my laptop and check my messages? How dare you intrude into my privacy? What the hell? How dare I? I lost my mind. I yelled at her for the first time and asked her sternly to reason out her infidelity. She kept saying that it's just for fun. For fun. Do you sleep with a half dozen of men that I know for fun? I told her up front that I can't live with her and I'm divorcing her now. That's when she turned pale, when I spelled out the word, divorce. Until then, she was fighting back. She was confident in herself that she could get away with her crime without being punished. Well, guess what? She got a reality check when I asked her to pack her stuff and get the heck out. She would have never imagined that I would ask her to do so. She knew that I was too much in love with her to let her go. So I asked her to leave the house immediately. She tried to hug me and pacify me, but I shrugged her off. And that's when she grabbed my knees and begged for forgiveness, saying it's a one-time mistake. I would have forgiven her if it was a one-time mistake, but it wasn't. It was a malicious act, deliberately and meticulously planned, more than a dozen times, more than a baker's dozen, to cheat and betray me. I felt humiliated. She slept with my friends while mocking my loving and subdued nature. She even told my friends that I was not wild and adventurous enough hence she was seeking those from them. I felt so disgusted. I still can't get over those conversations where she made fun of my love and care. The visuals of those conversations are still haunting and I can't get over it. I left the house and went to my best friend Mark. Gladly he was not involved with Laura, or else I would have been shattered to the core with no one to share my grief. So I told him everything, crying and howling like a fifth grader. After hearing me out completely, Mark told me that maybe all this started two years back when we met at a school reunion. He told me that our school friends were mesmerized by Laura's beauty and charisma. He even heard Tony, yeah, 
the same guy that Laura was with that day, saying that he would consider himself to be blessed if he gets to spend just one private moment with Laura. I pounced on Mark for not informing me about all this before. Mark said that he did not not take these remarks to be serious, and brushed off all of this as typical boy talk. It's common for men to say such things for their friend's hot wife, but they didn't mean it. While I was discussing all these with Mark, my phone was bombarded with messages and calls from Laura asking for forgiveness. In a fit of rage, I called her and asked, when did all this start? She sobbed from the other end, and I kept repeating myself, when the hell did this start? Did this happen at my school reunion? Oh, Mark. Mark was right. All of it did start at the reunion. At the event, we all exchanged each other's contact, and that's when Laura got in touch with my school friends. She confessed that it started with a friendly text on social media, which progressed into flirty conversations. Well, one thing led to another and she cheated. Physically, she started as a one-time experience, but she loved the thrill and continued to betray me. She had a physical relationship with at least six of my friends and many other men. I spent the next one week at my friend's house, getting my STD test done and hiring a lawyer. I sent the divorce papers to her through my lawyer, and the official notice to vacate my home. I don't want to see her face ever again. It's been a month since that fateful day, and I'm still not able to get to my terms with the fact that she was cheating on me for the last two years. I was such a fool to never doubt her intentions. I just want this pain to get over, so that I can move on with my life. I feel clueless and directionless. I have to cut off from everyone in the last month, immersing myself in video games. I've called in sick at my work for most of the last month, and have been working from home for the remaining months. I don't want to meet anyone. I'm writing this just to disburden my heart with the hope that it makes me feel better. Update number one. Hey everyone, thank you for the support and advice during my tough time. It's been six months since my last update. My divorce is going to be settled next week and I'm feeling relieved to be finally released from the claws of my ex-wife. After I left the house and went to Mark's place for a week, Laura continued to live in our home. She refused the divorce and she was insisting that I take all these lightly and that those affairs did not mean anything to her. Well, you know what? It's meant a lot to me. She did not leave the house until my lawyer sent her an official notice to vacate. Until then, she was hopeful that I would go back to her once my anger subsides and my love for her takes over. After receiving the notice, she blasted my phone with messages and voicemails to forgive her and start fresh. After I turned a blind eye to all her pleadings, she turned defensive. She blamed me for being cold to her and not being an adventurous person. If someone around the world gets an award for narcissism, then I'm not sure. Guys, it has to be Laura. She's the evilest woman I've ever come across. God knows what I was smoking when I fell in love with her. I blocked her from everywhere because she's not letting me move on with my life. I don't know how many weeks I've spent on the sofa crying and cursing my fate. Despite the court hearings, Laura was not ready to divorce me. Of course, she did not want to lose her ATM. She pleaded on getting back together, but I was adamant about divorcing her. She did not only cheat me, she humiliated me, she mocked my love and my care, and I can't forgive her for that. She claimed a share in my house, because we were together for six years. If that was not all, she demanded a huge alimony for the divorce, claiming that it was an open marriage between us. She framed me to be the one who had encouraged her to open the marriage, and later, when my insecurities took over, I wanted to divorce her. What BS. I'm never in favor of open marriages. She also alleged me of having an affair with my colleagues. Of course she could not prove her baseless claims, and her demands were rejected by the court. If there's anyone who needs to be compensated, it's me. In fact, my lawyers even asked me if I wanted to claim any penalty amount, but I declined. I know that she's jobless, and that her parents would have to bear that money. 
I don't want to penalize them for their daughter's mistakes. So, after six months of mental trauma and several breakdowns, I'm glad that it's all going to end in a few days. I got a call from my lawyer a minute ago that the court's going to grant us the divorce next week and I could feel a sense of relief in my heart. I'm looking forward to moving on with my life and concentrating on my work. I'm planning to start my guitar classes again. I don't even remember the last time I played my guitar. Maybe, it was many years ago. I got so busy with my work to maintain and support Laura's lifestyle that I forgot to live for myself. Thank you for supporting me. I'll keep you guys updated. Update number 2. Hey guys, it's been 6 months since the last update. As mentioned in my last post, I was finally able to get rid of my narcissistic wife. Today is exactly one year of my first post where I was crying and howling in front of you guys, whining over my unfaithful wife. This is going to be a shorter update. While the pain and scars of trauma are still alive, I'm in a much better place now. Soon after my divorce, I rejoined my guitar classes. I took some certification courses as well, which helped me in getting a promotion in the financial year. Even after the divorce, Laura continued to contact, though unknown number of landlines, somehow, sometimes pleading with me to get back with her, sometimes threatening me with dire consequences for ditching her, and sometimes cursing me for her miserable life. Meanwhile, I saw my friend's Instagram stories with Laura, where she was partying and dancing, all with them, so I blocked all my friends whom Laura cheated on me with. God knows what she's up to. I did not date anyone. I feel that I'm not ready to open my heart again to someone. A few weeks ago, my best friend Mark had set me up on a date with his colleague Molly. After my divorce, this was the third time he had tried to set me up with someone. His first two attempts were futile, as I didn't show. In his third attempt, Mark did not take a risk. He picked me up from my office and dropped me at the cafe where I was supposed to meet Molly. Hence there was no way I could escape. Although nothing panned up from that meeting, I had a good conversation after a long time. Molly was a nice girl, but not someone who I'd want to see in the light of a romantic partner. This meeting instilled a spark in me, though, to give another chance to myself. I'm thinking of installing some dating apps to further explore my chances. What do you guys think? Update number 3 Hello friends, thank you for the suggestions on the dating apps. I did try a few of them and connected with some amazing women but nothing panned out with anyone beyond a couple coffee dates. Besides that, I have an interesting update for you, so hang on with a coffee. A year ago when the news of our divorce reached my parents-in-law, they both called me and apologized for the nasty behavior of their daughter. My father-in-law yelled at my mother-in-law for pampering Laura to the extent that she feels entitled to do anything she wants. Laura's younger sister, Sarah, also apologized to me for Laura's narcissism. Over the last one year, Sarah's been in regular touch with me, supporting me and motivating me to move on with my life. Actually, Sarah is also one of the victims of Laura's cruelty. I wasn't aware of this until now. Sarah's two years younger than Laura, but way more mature and understanding. She told me the backstory behind Laura's entitled behavior. Laura is a blessed child because she was born after a few miscarriages, hence she was pampered to the core by her parents. In fact, Laura used to mock Sarah by saying that their parents brought her into this world because Laura wanted a baby to play with. Laura treated Sarah no less than a toy, hence she was never close to her elder sister. I find a sense of peace and compassion while speaking to Sarah. She understands my pain and my silence. Besides, Mark, Sarah is also the one who encouraged me to go out and give myself a second chance. I feel that her intention is genuine and she wants good for me. Of late, I find myself enjoying her company. During my six years of marriage with Laura, I've met Sarah four to five times during family events or so. It was no more than a formal exchange of greetings. Even in the last year of conversations, we've only connected over chat messages. I met her last week for lunch. 
This was my first meeting with her after my divorce, and I found her to be an extremely humble and compassionate person. I found myself to be happy with her. I don't know where this is leading, but I can't get over her with the tickly feelings I'm getting after meeting her. I discussed this with Mark and he suggested that I stay away from her as this could lead to an ugly path of crossing the lane with Laura again. Following Mark's advice, I did not speak to Sarah since yesterday, but I'm not feeling that great about it. I'm craving to talk to her. I don't know when Sarah became an important part of my life and now when I'm not speaking to her, I just feel empty. Do you guys have any suggestions for me? What should I do? Should I avoid Sarah as suggested by my friend Mark or shall I go with the flow and see where it leads? Update update number 4. Hey, everyone. I know, it's been a long time. A year. There's a lot that happened in the last year. Let me pick up from where I left off in the last post. After ghosting Sarah for two days, I felt hollow inside. I realized that I was growing feelings for her, so I decided to confront her to avoid any confusion. I asked her for a quick catch-up over lunch the next day. I assumed that she would be angry with me for ghosting her for two days. I was used to this kind of tantrum because of Laura. But to my surprise, Sarah was not at all angry with me. Au contraire, she was concerned about my safety when I did not respond. I was swayed away by her humanity. I told her about my feelings up front. I don't know how I mustered the courage to pour out my heart. Maybe it's because I was very comfortable in front of Sarah. After listening to me calmly, Sarah told me that she felt likewise. She also explained to me that maybe this was just a phase. Maybe I was taking her as a support system, and she was just being a nice friend to support me. I instantly fell for her honesty and maturity. I decided to let this feeling take a backseat and explore the dating app again, just to meet other women. I must tell you that the peace and solace I found in Sarah I could not find with anyone. She too started going back with her colleagues to get over me, but we both kind of got stuck with each other's feeling. After a month of this experiment, we both decided to stop seeing each other and instead put an effort to know each other better. Yeah, we finally started talking like potential partners. I've never been so happy in content. Neither when I was with Laura. After talking to each other for two years and officially dating for a year, we finally decided to marry. However, our path to marriage is not an easy one. We had to address the elephant in the room, which is that of Laura. And well, we both knew the consequences of our decisions, and we knew that Laura would turn the world upside down when she gets this news. I got to know from other mutual friends that Laura has moved on with her life, and that she's dating other people. Sarah never discussed Laura, except for the first few instances where she told me about her horrible childhood with Laura. Sarah informed her parents about us and both of them were shocked to know this. Needless to say, they both cautioned Sarah about Laura's rage. Things turned out to be exactly the same as we anticipated. Laura broke open Seven House. She berated Sarah for cheating on her with her quote brother-in-law. Seriously, brother-in-law. She called me from a landline and hurled abuses at me for trying to break into her house and manipulate Sarah and her family against her. She threatened to call the cops on me and get me arrested on the charges of manipulating her sister. She swore to ruin our life if we proceeded to marry each other. Well, I was initially terrified of her words, but when she cursed Sarah for ruining her life I lost my mind. How can someone be so narcissistic? She was the one who was responsible for ruining her and mine's life. It was Sarah who uplifted me during the time of misery, and now when things are getting better for us she's playing the victim. Laura's rage made an adamant need to stick to my decision of marrying Sarah. We both want to marry and get done with this, and Laura's been using her parents as the last resort to cancel the wedding. She's asking them to disown Sarah for marrying me. She's accusing me of brainwashing Sarah against her. She's told her parents that I don't really love Sarah, I'm just marrying her to get back at her. She thinks that I still love her and I can't love anyone else. Well, she's right to an extent. 
Two years ago, I would have never imagined loving anyone except Flora. I love and trusted her with my life. Now things are different, and I'm in love with Sarah. My second love is more mature and is growing on the pillars of mutual respect, unlike the first one. Laura had made our life hell in the last month after she got to know about our relationship. She's trying all means to stop our wedding. She's emotionally blackmailing her parents to threaten Sarah to call off the wedding and her parents know me well, hence they did not tell me anything. However, they've been softly asking Sarah to reconsider her decision. I think their parents are also at fault for Laura's entitled attitude. They should have supported Sarah and put Laura in her place. Nevertheless, the wedding is scheduled for this coming Sunday, and I'm pretty sure that Laura's going to create a ruckus at the venue. She threatened to vandalize the place by lighting it on fire, and whatnot. I've arranged for an extra security for Sarah. I've given the pictures of Laura and have instructed security agents to be cautious of her. My parents have called up Sarah's parents and have asked them to keep Laura in check, but that girl is beyond anyone's control. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm looking forward to starting the new chapter of my life. With Sarah. Final update Hey guys, a quick update. It's been a week from our marriage the wedding was no less than a climax of a daily soap opera. As expected, Laura Gate crashed at the wedding venue she snuck into Sarah's room with a pair of scissors just to destroy her wedding dress, but she was caught just at the right moment by a few of Sarah's friends and was chased out of the room. You should never run with scissors. Before others could spot her, she vandalized the wedding venue by pulling down the flower decorations and throwing water at the food items. She was messing with the security agents and was beyond anyone's control. So my father called the cops to stop her from causing any further destruction. Her parents pleaded with the police to let her go, so they took her home and did not attend the wedding. Sarah was disheartened at her parents' absence to the wedding, but my father walked her down the aisle instead. It's been a week of togetherness with Sarah, and I feel that we're just meant for each other because of everything we've gone through. Please, wish me luck in the future, but it's over. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.